0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. The book of Matthew, chapter 6. The title of our message this evening is Seeking the Kingdom seeking the kingdom we'll be teaching this along with our message of faith as two separate series that will complement each other we are teaching on sunday mornings concerning faith this evening we'll be teaching along the lines of seeking the kingdom of god seeking the kingdom which will complement our message of faith and, I believe, deal with the human spirit, our hearts, that is, so we can be instructed as to how the kingdom operates and how we can enjoy our rights and privileges as a son and daughter of the Most High God. Amen. In Matthew 6 and 33, we find our first text. Our second text will be found in Luke 12, 31 and 32. And our third text for the series will be found in Luke 17, 20, and 21. That's Matthew 6:33, Luke 12, 31, and 32, Luke 17:20 20, and 21. Here we find in Matthew 6 and 33, Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our Father, we thank you for your word. We approach it with reverence. We approach it humbly. We thank you, dear Father God, in knowing that the word, this gospel, is the power of God and the salvation. We believe, dear Father God, that as we mix faith with your word, then that power will be manifest in our midst. We thank you, dear Father God, for attentive ears, receptive hearts, that the word may go and be developed in the hearts of those that hear it to produce life, to produce life, to produce love. To produce healing and health and salvation, their Father God, in all its aspects. We thank you for it and praise you for it and we'll be quick to give you all the honor and the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. In Matthew 6 and 33, we find that Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these, all these things shall be added unto you. Well, let's look at Luke, 17, or Luke 12 first and Luke 17. We'll just read these scriptures first. These will be our text for the teaching. And then we'll go back to Matthew, so hold your place there. Luke 12, 31 and 32. Here we find Jesus speaking again only as Luke recorded it under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost and said in verse 31, But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, then all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom, and then in Luke 17, in verse 20 and 21. Luke 17, in verse 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now notice in all our scriptures we're talking about the kingdom of God. Go back to Matthew there, you find out that Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. That word seek there means to search as for something that's hidden. To search... Or to seek for something that's hidden. That's what it implies or infers. To seek or to search out something that's hidden. But seek and search out for the kingdom of God. Why is it hidden? Well, I believe that Jesus unveils that to us and we'll find it out in our study. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be taken away from you. I mean, but all these things shall be added unto you. Someone says, what do I got to give up to become a Christian? I've got to give up this, and I've got to give up that, and I've got to give up this. But Jesus said, all these things shall be added unto you. What things was he talking about? Well, have got to go back to verse 25, what he said. Remember over there, verse 25, he said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than, than the meat in the body than raiment? Behold, the plows of the air, they, not day, well, they sow not neither day of reap, or gather in the barns but your heavenly Father feedeth them. Right? Didn't he say that? they also, They don't reap, but they don't gather in the barns, but your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? That reminds me, I was sitting on our front porch watching the birds one morning, six o'clock in the morning. Did you ever do that? Watching the birds, six o'clock in the morning, I am sitting on the porch just praying, you know, and I'm looking out there and I'm watching the little birds. Them little birds, they're so smart. Bless God. I, I watched them and I said, how them young, you know, the, the mommies take care of the little ones. And I was watching that little bird throw around and found something to eat. Took it up on the wire and sat there. Looked over to this side. Looked over to that side. Looked back over to this side. Looked back over to that side. Saw nobody, no other bird was around, I guess. Got that little piece of whatever it had, worm or something, I don't know. And took it to the little baby and put it in its mouth. And I sat back and I watched again. It came out. It came out of its nest and, and went then, skipped down and got something else to eat and found it. And, you know, did a little trick, whatever he was trying to do. I guess he was trying to keep anybody else from getting in there to steal that food away from the little ones. You know, see, they're smart. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I said, that little, that little one in there, if that mama didn't take care of that little one, it would die. We wouldn't get anything to eat. Where's it going to eat? Somebody got to take care of it. Well, Jesus said, Consider, behold, the fowls of the air. They, they so not neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns, but your heavenly Father provides food for them. Are you not much better than they? And I said, Bless God, my heavenly Father. My heavenly Father will provide everything I need. He said he would. But there are conditions to that promise. But bless God, if that bird will take care of its young ones, don't you think the heavenly Father will take care of his children? And even better than the birds take care of their little ones? He said, but which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to your stature anyhow? Then he said, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They tore not, neither do they spin. Be it I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, such as one of these. Amen. Wherefore, of God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is tomorrow, cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? Oh, we should read that over and over and over and over and over again. Shall he not much more clothe ye, O oh, ye of little faith? We're talking about faith in our, in our faith cl- our teachings. I know what I to have little faith. Do you? Oh ye of little faith? If you can't believe God for food and clothing, O oh, ye little faith. That's what Jesus said. Well, bless God, I know my Father wants me clothed and well. And he wants me full. Amen? Because he said he'd do it. He said he'd do it. So if he'll take care of all those things, and those things will just be burned, and you're not going to be burned, we're, we're going to be living with him in glory forever. Shall he not much more clothe you, O oh, your little faith? He said he'd do it. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or for what you shall put on. For after all these things that the Gentiles seek, your heavenly Father knoweth you have need of all these things, but seek ye first. First means first. But seek ye first. But seek and search out as for hidden treasure... First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things, all the necessities of life shall be added unto you. Amen. That's what Jesus said. That's exactly what he said. I believe he meant what he said. Now, really, that infers to us and applies to us two things. Number one, he's not going to tell us to search and to seek for something that we cannot find. I said, Jesus is not going to tell us to search and to seek for something that is impossible for us to find. So number one, he's implying to us, we can know where the kingdom of God is. Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find. Nor can it shall be opened unto you. To him that asketh, receive and him that seeketh, findeth. To him that seeketh, findeth. There's no such thing as seeking and not finding. Someone says, I've been seeking the Holy Ghost for fifteen years. No, you haven't, friend. You haven't found. Jesus said, if you seek, you shall find. Jesus said, if you seek, you shall find. But you remember, he said, you've got to seek with all your heart. And when you seek with all your heart, Jesus said, ye shall find. So, number one, he's implying to us that we can find out where the kingdom of God is. And finding out means that it implies to us that we can understand how the kingdom of God operates. Right? We can understand it. He wants us to seek it. And find it, and he wants us to understand how it operates. Now, let's go back to the book of Proverbs. We have a little bit of a hint here in the book of Proverbs. And you remember that Solomon, in all his wisdom, gave us many, many, many words of wisdom, whereby we can live in this life and be directed and guided wisely in the affairs of life, should we take heed to what is being said here. But you'll find out here a little bit of of a key to seeking and finding and searching with all your heart. In Proverbs, the first chapter, and verse 20, verse 20, wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets, she crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her word, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my, underline the word, reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit, underline the phrase, I will pour out my spirit, unto you, and, number three, underline this, I will make known my words unto you because I have called and you refused I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded but you have set it not all my counsel and with none of my reproof I also will laugh at your calamity I will mock when your fear cometh when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Beloved, if the day ever comes that you call upon the Lord and he does not answer, you're in big trouble. I said you're in big trouble. If the day ever comes that you call upon him and he does not answer, you're in big trouble. But blessed be God, if we will take heed to his reproof. If we will hear what he is saying. And will side up with his wisdom. And cry out for his knowledge and for understanding. When your calamity comes, he didn't say, I'll laugh at you. He said, bless God, in the 91st Psalm, I will deliver you, be with you in trouble. When your trouble comes, I will deliver you and honor you and satisfy you in long life. Amen? But these people over here, he's talking about those that don't want to take heed and hearken as to what I'm saying and listen to my wisdom and cry out for my instruction and understanding so that when their calamity comes, they'll be delivered. He says, I'll laugh at them. When they call upon me, I won't answer. They shall seek me early, but they will not find me. Oh, it's a sad day, beloved, when you attempt to seek the Lord your God and you'll not be able to find him. Oh, the heaven shall be as brass. Think about it. No way to penetrate the gates of heaven. No way to enter into that holy of holies and commune with the Father God. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine ever living in a time when you're unable to visit the heavenly holies of holies with your petition and the Father granting to you your requests and desires of your heart and saying, Son, I'll give it unto you. It's yours. Bless God. Just speak the word. No, I don't ever want to get to a place where my heart is so hardened under the wisdom of God that I think I know it all and there's not enough for me to grab a hold of God's holy word and enter into the holies of holies and be reproved by the Spirit of God. No, no, I'm open for His reproof. One reproof in the, heart of, uh, in the heart of those that would believe is greater than a thousand lashes upon the back of someone's flesh. Amen. Amen. Well, he goes on to say here, look it. For, verse 29, For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and be quiet from fear of evil. Now, bless God, I want to dwell safely and be quiet from fear of evil, don't you? I read all that because i got to go into chapter 2 to tie in what I'm talking about. But it was important that we read all that. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest, seekest, underline it, circle it, put a star by it, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, what did we say that word over there, seek, meant? To seek and to search as for something hidden. Bless God if you seek at her as silver and search for her as for hid treasures. You know, back there in the days of the gold rush, they used to go over it, and, I mean, they used to fight and fuss among one another to find out who was going to get all the gold and all the silver and they would dig and dig and dig and search and seek and search with all their might with all their heart spirit soul all body everything they had they'd just dig and search and search and search some would give their lives a search just to get rich just to get rich isn't that right and some of them if they just skimmed the surface and you know got a little bit in the water they get a little bit of that gold dust but bless god the nuggets the gold nuggets are down deep you got to dig you got to be diligent you got to dig to get down deep to get that hidden treasure amen Well, bless God, Jesus said, if you'll seek the kingdom of God, if you'll search for it with all your heart as for hid treasures, like if somebody who's covetous of uh, money and those sort of things, then he said, if you'll seek for the kingdom of God and his righteousness like that, then you will find it. Then you will find out how it works and operates, and you'll operate in it. Go on here and we'll find out what he said you'd find. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness. Seek ye the kingdom of God and his what? And his righteousness. Then shalt thou understand righteousness. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and equity and judgment, judgment and equity, yea, every, every, every good path. Oh, bless God. Can you imagine walking on every good path and never getting on an evil one? Imagine that. In my pathway is life and there is no death. There's no evil happen unto the righteous. That's what the Bible says. Proverbs 12. Amen. Amen. Goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. All right, now listen. I want you to go back to that first chapter. And where I told you underline verse 23. And second chapter where he talked about that verse 9. We'll compare the two here in a minute. Turn you at my reproof. one twenty three. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make my ways known unto you, or my words unto you. He'll make them known unto us. Go back over there in verse 9, chapter 2. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, judgment, equity, or justice, and every, every good path. Now, do you remember in... Jesus' departure, right before his departure, in the Gospel according to St. John, 16th chapter, verse 7, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reprove. He will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He will reprove. "'Turn ye at my reproof, "'and I will pour out my Spirit unto you. "'Then will you know, "'or will I make known unto you my words.'" You'll understand righteousness, judgment, and equity. Now listen. When the Holy Ghost comes... He'll reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. When you turn at the reproof or reproving of the Holy Ghost, when you were reproved of sin, when you were a non-believer, the job of the Holy Ghost was to come to you and convince or convict you of sin. To convince and convict you of righteousness to convince and to convict you of judgment. Now, He's saying here, if you'll turn at that reproof, when the Holy Ghost reproves you, if you'll turn at it, then not only will He come to reprove you, but I will pour out My Spirit unto you. See, He comes to reprove you of sin. But when He comes and you turn at that reproof, if you turn, how many of you have turned when the, when the Spirit of God reproved you of your sin and made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life? When you turn at that reproof, He said, then I will pour out My Spirit unto you. I'll pour Him out to you and make known My words unto you. And then when you cry unto Me, When you lift up your voice and you seek and you search with all your heart my wisdom as you seek and search for silver and for hid treasures of gold. He said, then you'll understand my knowledge. You'll understand the fear of the Lord. You'll have understanding in righteousness, in judgment, and in justice also. And I thought about that. I said, we've already, no wonder he didn't say sin that because you've already turned from sin. But you understand righteousness. You understand judgment and how God can be just. How you've been justified. How God can show justice to humanity. And you know what? That's the truth. I understand righteousness. I understand judgment. And I've learned a great deal now about justice. How God had to be just to man, to the devil, and to himself in the great plan of redemption. But that's what he said he would do. Now keep this thought. Now back over there in 2nd chapter, verse 4. I want you to notice that he said, If thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid, 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 hid treasures, hid treasures. The Spirit of God was going to take, now notice he's using, he's talking about wisdom right here, but the Spirit of God was going to take the wisdom of God and unveil to you and to me, through the Word, the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God, unveil to us the hidden, treasures of the Kingdom of God, he was going to show us where they were at and show us how to operate in them. He was going to unveil to us the righteousness of God and how to walk clothed in the righteousness of God. That's why Jesus said, Seek ye the Kingdom of God and the righteousness of God, and when you do, all the other things shall be taken care of. They'll be added unto you in your life. If they're not added unto you, beloved, then I say you're not seeking the Kingdom of God. Oh, don't start saying these things. Now listen to me. God will heal your toes if we step on them for a while. But listen. I said, Jesus said, if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, all the necessities of life will be added unto you. Well, do I get an amen out of that? Did Jesus say that? If you say, if you're not getting to me, I'm not having these things added unto me. Oh, did Jesus lie? One of two things could be true. Either Jesus lied or you're not seeking and searching with all your heart. I know for a fact that there are many, 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 many that fall under the category of slothfulness and laziness when it comes to spiritual things. Notice that God demands diligence. Hearken diligently unto my voice. If thou shalt hearken diligently... He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek and search out him with all his heart, soul, strength, and might. Isn't that what he said? Okay. It doesn't say that he is a taker from those. He sa- it says he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him with all their heart. He said you shall find. There's no in the Bible. You can say oh, I was seeking but I did not find because Jesus said "Seeking, you shall find. You know, there are those who are going to walk up to the throne room of God. They're going to walk before the judgment seat of Christ, and they're going to stand there, and they're going to say, well, you know what, I was seeking, but I didn't find. You know what Jesus is saying? Did you ever read in Matthew 7, 7, seek and ye shall find? Yeah, I know what it says, but I was seeking, and I didn't find. Jesus will saying, I said, seek and ye shall find. But they'll still be bullheaded and hardheaded and say, well, you know what, I was seeking, but I didn't find. You try telling them that here on the earth is the same thing. I'll tell you what, this old guy right here, if I ever did not find, i stand before Jesus and i said say, Lord Jesus, bless God, when I was living down here on the earth, you know, back in Midland, Pennsylvania, and I was seeking and I didn't find, well, glory be to God, how come I didn't find? Because, you know, you said, and your word cannot lie, you said, if I seek, i find. Where did I miss it, Lord? And he'd tell me where I missed it. But for me to stand there and call Jesus a liar, someone said to me, I've been seeking healing for 30 years. I said, "This sister, you haven't. Oh, yes, I have. No, you haven't. Jesus said, seek and ye shall what? Why can't we have take the integrity of God's Word and believe in it? I know that sounds hard, but Jesus said the violent take the kingdom by force. Doesn't it? Did he say that? I know that sounds hard. I want to sympathize with people. I know, and sometimes i like you to sympathize with me. <laughs> but you see, that gets in the realm of senses. We don't walk by the senses or feeling, we walk by faith. And sometimes you've got to get rid of that sense, senses and sympathy and all those things, and have compassion for people. You know, I know sometimes you want to just lay down and be sweet, but bless God, there's no time for that, amen? you want your wife to cuddle up to you and, 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 you know, You know, just take care of you real nice and sympathize and say, oh, honey, don't you feel like going to work today? You know, and you know, so on and so forth. And you're sitting back there. Bless God. One of the first things I said when I got, you know, delivered from sickness and disease. And I knew I was going to walk by faith in the air of healing. One of the first things I said was, well, there goes reporting off work. I'll never report off work again now. Bless God. What am I going to do now? Right up in that old crane, you know, I'm working up in that thing. And I said, I can't report off for sickness or disease. What am I going to report off for? And bless God, I, not, not about three days later, I, had, I come down with the worst case of strep throat I ever heard of, you know, and it was the night shift no less. I mean, it was the night shift, and there I was on the night shift, and that's the worst time to go to work. Is on the night shift when you're, you know, when you're down with you got strep throat so bad you don't know what to do. I was just a young kid of the Lord. Well, I said, I'm going to work. You know, I'm going to work. Bless God, I'm going to work. You know, and all oh, my body was just crying out and said, well, you fool, just lay down on that bed and be sick. That's what it wanted to do. Wouldn't it not to be sick. I said, body, you're going to work. I don't care what you want to do. You're going to work. So I packed up my body and, you know, took it to work. And I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat anything. You know, I, 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 when I was working, I cut down on that eating business. Because when I was working, boy, I just, you know, I used to take out. My brother, would we'd walk in about a half a mile three quarters of a mile walk just to get in the mill, And, you know, and I'd uh, have to bend down in time i sure or something like that. And I'd say, hey, Mike, hold my bucket here for a minute. And I handed it over to him and he took it like that and went... And he said, what have you got in here? I said, oh, about a half a pound of spaghetti. <laughs> he said, what are you going to do? I said, well, that's just for breakfast. I said, I'll eat the rest lunchtime when the, you know, I'll go to the canteen and get something there. He just looked at me. I used to eat good, you know. But praise God, I found I under control of that. <laughs> Well, anyhow, where was I? Amen. Amen. Can you imagine that, though? Can you imagine that? I mean, you know, we like to, we like to do all this. I couldn't eat it. Uh, but I, I like to eat. I like to eat four sandwiches when I go there, three or four sandwiches, and take all kind of stuff. But on that night, I couldn't eat. See, you have to realize how I was suffering. Amen. I, I couldn't eat because I couldn't swallow anything. I mean, my throat was so swollen shut, it was just, I just couldn't get anything down there. I said, I know what I'll do. Bless God. I'll go up in that train. I'll, I'll open up my Bible, and I'm going to eat the Word. I'll take the word for my lunch. That's what I'm going to do. And so I went up there inside that crane, and I opened up the, my Bible to the gospel of St. John. And I says, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, this Bible tells me that this word is medicine to all my flesh. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to eat that word chapter by chapter in the gospel of John. I'm going to speak it out, and I'm going to take it as medicine all night long. When I really want to just lay down there and go to sleep. So I opened up the Gospel of St. John chapter 1. Well, I began to read. I began to read. I began to read. I began to whisper it out. You know, just read it and read it and read it and read it. I went real slow. It took me most of the night. It took me about six hours just to read that whole Gospel because I did it real slow. And each chapter, each chapter, now we don't go by feeling. And it never happened like that. This miraculous, like it did this time right here. But each chapter went by, my throat opened up. And each chapter that I read, my throat opened up more. I read the third chapter, it opened up more. Fourth chapter, fifth chapter, sixth chapter, I kept reading and reading and reading and reading and reading by six o'clock in the morning. Blessed be God, I read the last chapter, closed the book, and it was all gone. And I went home perfectly healed. Just like that. Seek ye the kingdom of God and seek the Lord with all your heart. He is a reward. Now, I could have stayed home and played sick for about a week and not eaten, you know, anything because I couldn't swallow And before I got saved, I used to do that. I used to get a bad case of that stuff, you know, once or twice a year. And that would happen to me. But bless God, ever since I got saved, the devil tried to put that thing on me, but I always won with the Word. I said I always won with the Word. Because the Word makes you a winner. The Word makes you victorious. People are looking for the spectacular, and they're missing out the supernatural of God's holy Word. It worked. It worked as medicine to all my flesh that night. And bless God, I was perfectly healed. Well, Jesus said you've got to seek this kingdom with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. And he said the Holy Ghost is going to be the one to come and teach you about this operation of the kingdom of God. He's going to be the one to come and unveil to you the hidden treasures of God's Word in the kingdom, uh, in the heart of man. Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, and I'll show you what I'm talking about. Now, don't you recall and remember that the Bible says that all, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God for reproof, 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 reproof. Bless God, let the Word reprove you. You don't know how many times I wanted to say, Oh, Lord, I just want to sit down for a while and take it easy. You know, how do you know what I'm talking about? When you start walking by faith, I mean, you got every demon and every imp coming your way. Uh, everybody else sit sitting out there having a good old time, you know, just to... Nobody bothering them. You pick up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and you start saying, Bless God, I see in God's Word. I'm going to walk by faith and I'm going to walk in divine health. Someone said that to me. They never got sick. Said, I walk, and I walk in pretty good health anyhow. I haven't been sick in two years. Said, ever since I come, started coming down to your church and heard you preach the Word of God, she said, and I never got sick before, instantly, boom, I got attacked. As soon as they heard the Word for healing, instantly got attacked with sickness and disease. So I learned to keep my mouth shut after that. Just take the Word of God and just believe the Word of God. You know, sometimes, like I said Sunday morning, we say things that are wrong, we get God in the box, and we bind Him up and can't let Him do what He wants to do for us, like Peter did when he got, before he got out of the boat. Remember what he said? Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Well, He may have wanted you to do this, but He didn't want to do that. Right? You know, Lord, if you want me to go down here, you know, do this over here. Well, He may want you to go down there, but He didn't want to do that over there. And so, right away, either he does it or you, you license some other force to go and do it, and calamity happens. One, I'll give you a good example of that. We'll get off our subject here for a while, but that's okay. This one lady, she said, Lord, I want my husband saved. And I'll do anything, anything it takes to get my husband saved. I'll even give up the business, lose our house, everything, everything I got in this natural world. I'd give up, take it from me, Lord, if my husband would just get saved. Little by little by little by little, she lost everything that she had. Everything. Everything, the business, the house, everything that she had. And a few years later, he finally got saved. And she starts saying, well, you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Saints, she doesn't have to make another sacrifice for her husband to get saved. She doesn't have to lose something for her husband to get saved. Didn't you know that God gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him would be saved? And the only sacrifice for somebody's soul or spirit to be saved was Jesus. Couldn't she have prayed like this and said, Bless God in Jesus' name. You said in your word you're not willing that anybody should perish, that all should come to repentance. And I'm standing fast upon your word and breaking the power of the dem- demonic forces that are coming against my husband and destroying his mind and keeping him from receiving the light of the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I claim that the angels of God will bind laborers into the field to pr- bring the word of God to him, to teach him the ways of righteousness, the ways of truth. I claim his deliverance and I claim his salvation in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Not have to lose their house, not have to lose their business, not have to lose all those things. Just do it according to the Word of God. See, people got to understand how the kingdom of God operates and how it works. Because God doesn't want you to do things like that. But yet it seems like God is doing it. In many cases, in many cases, please hear what I'm saying with a a attentive ear. In many cases, people speak things out. And when they speak things out, it's not really God that's doing it. They're praying in such a way that they're either binding up somebody or they're causing calamity to come to somebody or causing calamity to come to themselves because of what they're saying. Just like Peter. Peter was almost drowned because of what he said. He should not have said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. He should have been content with the fact that he said, It's I. Well, Lord, if it's you, come and sit with us in the boat. would have been fine enough for me. Not, Lord, if it's you, I'm coming out there on the water. It would have been all right if he had the faith to get out there and come back on the boat, but he didn't, as you saw. You see what I'm talking about? So when you use your words and you start speaking things that you want to have happen in your life, be very scriptural about it. Use the Word of God. To get somebody saved in your family, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.4, you've got to bind him that's blinding that person's mind. Do it that way. Don't do anything else. Amen? Well, over here in 1 Corinthians, we said that the Spirit of God would reprove us and unveil to us the things of God. Now, let me show you something here. Let's start with verse 4. Notice that the, Psalmist, um, the the book of Proverbs, Solomon was talking about the wisdom of God. Over here, he's saying that if we'll take his reproof, he'll pour out his spirit... The Spirit of God will then make known unto us the words of God. In the second chapter, First Corinthians, verse 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, which come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. You getting it? Even the hidden wisdom. Remember, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon said, Wisdom crieth out in the streets. How long will you be foolish? How long will you hearken unto man's wisdom? Come and receive the wisdom that cometh from God. Come and listen to my reproof, and you'll understand it. Turn, and you'll understand it, and the Spirit of God will come unto you and unveil to you my words. Look what he's saying. <clears throat> but we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom Search for it as for hidden treasure, which God ordained before the world under our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory." But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Now, the hidden part of the kingdom of God, you're going to find out in our our next few scriptures, is not hidden as we think. A treasure is hidden in the earth. Gold is hidden in the earth. Silver is hidden in the earth. And we've got to get through that earth to find out where the gold is at. And we've got to get through that earth and find out where the silver is at. I'm going to show you that that gold and the silver and the treasures and the riches of the kingdom and the glory of God have been deposited in an earthen vessel. Hidden In an earthen vessel. That earthen vessel is me and you and you and you and everybody here that's born again. When he said, seek it, search for it, find it out. He was talking about seek and search your own heart. Seek and search your own heart because that's where the deposit of silver and gold of the kingdom and righteousness has been made. Inside here. Let's go on and see what he says here. For what man knoweth the things of a man, but the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in words, which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, what did he say? I'll pour out my spirit unto you. And what did Jesus go on to say in John 7 or John 16? He'll reprove you of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And when this comforter has come, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have spoken unto you. What's the Holy Ghost going to do to you? Teach you, unveil to you. What? The hidden treasures of that which has been deposited inside your own spirit, the earthen vessel. He'll teach you. So he said, the Holy Spirit is coming to teach you. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, the earthly man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness. What are they? What did the book of Proverbs say? How long will you hearken unto this foolishness? How long will you not listen to my reproof? How long will you stay in your foolish ways? How long are you going to live under the the means of this world system? How long will you let that rule your life and reign in your life and reign in your heart? Turn at my reproof. I'll pour out my spirit to you. I'll teach you my words. I'll show you my ways. You'll understand righteousness. You'll understand judgment. You'll understand equity or justice. Because the Holy Ghost will be inside you to teach you all these things. It's not been revealed in this outward world, but it's been revealed in the heart of man. That's why it's hidden. It's not hidden in a, you know, mountain somewhere. It's not hidden in the earth somewhere. It's not hidden in the sea somewhere, but it's hidden in you and me. And bless God, the kingdom of God is as close as your very own heart. I'll show you that in these next scriptures. But he goes on to say something I think we need to clarify. Neither, in the last part of this verse, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Fifteen, but he that is spiritual judgeth. Now that word judgeth, people get it mixed up. Paul's saying don't judge somebody, but now he's saying judge somebody. The word, as you can see it literally translated, means discerneth. But he that is spiritual discerneth all things, yet himself is discerned of no man. The man that walks in the Spirit discerns spiritual things. But the man of the earth cannot discern him. I walk around saying, bless God, buy a stripe, something And someone said to me the other day, you know, the way the world is right now. And I walk and and go, well, what do you mean the way the world is right now? You know the economical system and everything. I, I never bothered me yet. You know, I don't have it bother me either. I, I didn't realize that I wasn't caught up into that and wasn't concerned about all that. But bless God, they were. They were. They don't understand you. you walking off and you saying, you know, what gives you that smile on your face today? Well, bless God, my little girl woke up and she was attacked with a fever. And I laid my hands upon her and I rebuked the fever and said, you leave that body in Jesus' name and left. And glory be to God. That's why I got this smile on my face. And they go, I don't discern this. Don't you know, you see what he's saying here? He that walks in the spirit discerneth all things. But the guy who's not walking in the spirit, he goes, I don't discern this guy. I don't understand it. That's what he's talking about here. Well, let's look at verse 16. For we, or for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Now, let's go to our next scripture. Uh, our text, Luke's, Luke 12. We will confirm what we're saying about the kingdom of God. You know, he never told you to seek money. You, never, you, know, he, you know, he never told you to seek wealth or riches. You know, he never told you to seek new cars and houses. He never told you to seek earthly things. But he told you if you would seek the kingdom and his righteousness, that those things would be added to you. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what Jesus said? If you would seek my kingdom and my righteousness, those things would be added unto you. Amen. That's why I think some people get off in the area of faith and miss it. They put seeking these other things above seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Over here, and look, look what he said. He said over there the same thing that Matthew recorded in uh, verse thirty, chapter twelve, verse thirty-one. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give unto you the kingdom. Who has the kingdom? I said, who has the kingdom? It's his good pleasure to give it to who? Did he mean that? Did Jesus mean what he said? Did he really say that the Father, it was his pleasure to give us the kingdom? I'm not talking about a little old kingdom in the corner of this world. You know, some daddy is getting old and... He's about to leave his heirship. And, you know, he's got a son who's a prince. He's coming up and he says, Well, now, son, it's time for me to give unto you the kingdom. Daddy's getting old and dying. Well, my daddy might be pretty old, but he's not dying. He's been around for many, 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 many years, but he's not going to die. And he said to you, son, it's my good pleasure to give unto you my kingdom. That's right. That's what he said right there. Look at this scripture in 17th chapter. Well, where is it, Lord? Well, let's let them answer us. 17th chapter. And verse 20. Okay. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. In other words, literally, the kingdom of God is not going to come in an outward appearance or an outward show. You're not going to see it with your physical eye. You will not see the kingdom of God with your physical eye. And in the next verse, 21, he says, Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or low there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. I looked up that word because one translator got a little bit hot under the collar when he when he translated that word within you. Because in my Bible, in the margin it says, or among you. I says, okay, Lord, which is it? In me or among me? And I looked it up in my Greek uh, and concordance there and it said it infers within you or inside you not among you the kingdom of God is coming not in an outward showing not in an outward appearance but the kingdom of God is coming and it will be within you or it will be inside you when it comes that's how he was going to reveal it to us and hide it from them are you ready Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father and I, in the presence of the Holy Ghost, will come unto you and make our kingdom within you. That's why they can't see it. But you wanted to shout. You wanted to jump up and down and say, glory be You remember when you got saved? I do when I got saved. Glory be to God. I started to shout and said, man, do you know God's in me? Do you know you can know you're going to heaven? Do you know the kingdom of God's inside me? The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost are inside me. I didn't know what to do. I thought I was going to burst. I had a joy like a river overflowing. I mean, the glory of God rose up inside me. It was a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I lacked the wisdom of God. And I said all kinds of things. I said, you know, you're going to hell if you don't make Jesus Christ Lord save your life. I didn't have the wisdom of God. But I knew something happened on the inside. What happened on the inside? The kingdom of God came in you. That word kingdom, you know what it means? It means a realm. It means a reigning. The kingdom, the domain, the reign of God is within you. The reign of God is inside you. The realm of God, the domain of God, the rule of God is inside you. If you were to search for it, to seek it out with all your heart, it's in you then bless God, he said, you'll find out how it works and operates, and you'll begin to reign in life. Now, that's why he was hiding it, you see. It's inside you, and there's your unsaved loved one. They're sitting back there, and you know it's in you, man. I mean, glory to God, it's inside you. You know what to do. You're about ready to shout and burst. And you go, unsaved loved one, you know Jesus loves you? I go to my own church, don't bother me. Yeah, but did you know you gotta be born again? I've been born once. How many times I may be born? Yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm going to heaven, so what? Yeah, but don't you want to go to heaven? You saying I'm no good? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. No, you know I'm not saying you're no good, but you know Jesus loves you, so and you go, How come I see a not How come I Because it's hidden from him. It's in you, but it's hidden from him. Oh, but bless God, he doesn't want you to stop at being born again. He doesn't want you to stop with just knowing the kingdom's in you. He wants you to search and seek it out with all your heart. He wants you to find out how the power of God works inside you. And he wants you to begin to reign in life, in this life, by Christ Jesus, through that power that's in that kingdom, that's inside you. And if they don't want to get in and move along with God, there's nothing you can do about it except, well, you can pray and hold them up in prayer. And prayer works. But bless God, they've got to make up their mind to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I've already done that. Have you? And blessed be God forevermore, I'm learning all about the kingdom that's inside me. Well, let's go on because I want to get to some of this in tonight. Well, okay. So the domain of God is inside you. Go back to Luke 12. This domain of God is inside you. It means also royalty. The kingdom of royalty is in you. I mean, you know, you talk about having a king visit your domain. Remember over there where it says, um, Jesus said in Matthew, He talked about when an unclean spirit is cast out of a house, out of someone's house, that unclean spirit leaves and he goes into dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, He speaks and says, I'll go back to the house, my house from whence I came, my house... You know, friend, that house was not his house. That house was the guy who's... That spirit inside that body. The Bible says this is my earthly house. Your body is your earthly house, right? Isn't, isn't that what it says? If the earthly house of this tabernacle were destroyed or dissolved, we have a building a house of God made in the heavens, which cannot be, you know... Okay, well, blessed be God, this is the house. I invited the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost to come and live in my house with me. Is that royalty? I said, is that royalty? People having problems with demons, listen to me, and evil spirits. All you've got to do is kick the devil out when you get saved and invite the Father and the Son and be filled with the Holy Ghost, and you have got royalty living in your house. Now, you ready for this? And all you got to do is acknowledge the fact that the angel of the lord encampeth round about you to deliver you so i've got the father the son the holy ghost in this house and around this house i have got the angel of the lord camped round about me do you think that's enough is that enough if that's not enough i've got the power in the name of the name of jesus in me and i am cleansed by his blood You talk about royalty coming into you? You talk about a royal bloodline? Blessed be God, we've got the blood. Someone said, well, you know, and I used to think this one time, because people, you know, you get tradition and you hear that sort of thing. And people used to say, well, bless God, you know, we've got... Now, don't get off and start saying this, guys, you know, far-fetched and everything. Just listen to me for a minute. Back there in the Old Testament where the Bible says that they would just take the lamb and offer up the lamb and they were supposed to get 20 people around together and they would kill the lamb and cook the lamb real fine and real good and everything and they would eat the lamb, the flesh of that lamb and they were supposed to take the blood and put it inside a basin and get a branch of hyssop and dish, dip it inside the blood and get the blood and put it over all the doors and lintels of their house and you know, and then when the, when the, the would come that they would be underneath the blood, they would be protected. Right? Amen. But you and I, we don't live under the old covenant. And I thank God for the blood of Jesus. But blessed be God, we've got something better than the blood of Jesus covering us. The, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath the flood, lose all their guilt and stains. And the Father God got the blood of Jesus and He made a transfusion. He put His blood in my veins, bless God. It's not just around this old house, it's within it. Amen. That's why we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. They can only have the blood over them, but bless God, i got the blood in me, and you got the blood in you. A new heart will I give you. The heart pumps the blood. He gave you a new heart. When that new heart started pumping, that new blood, bless God, that was the blood of Jesus flowing through your veins. No wonder you said, I don't want to sin no more. No wonder you said, I don't want to do this no more. No wonder you said, I don't want to go there no more. No wonder you said, I want to serve God and go to church. Hallelujah. you've got something in your blood, It's in your blood. And when Jesus is in your blood, His blood's in your blood. Oh, glory be to God. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb by the word of your testimony. Amen? You see what I'm talking about? Don't let tradition stand in your way. The blood, bless God, that it was around them. But glory be to God, it was around them because it couldn't be in them. He said, but there's coming a day, saith the Lord God, when the blood of goats and bulls around you is not good enough. I'm going to get the blood of my son I'm going to put inside you. And your heart will be changed and your mind will be renewed and your body will be kept under. And you'll walk in the power of that blood. That's the power that's in the blood of Jesus to take this old heart of mine and make it the kingdom of God inside here. Amen. 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 Now that kingdom is beside you. See, that's what he said there. But go back here. Look at verse thirty four. first. Here's what he's saying. We read verse thirty one and thirty two. He's saying, Fear not, a little frog, because your father's good pleasure to give to you the kingdom of God. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags. Read that slowly with me. Provide yourselves bags, which wax not old, a treasure, remember that word treasure we talked about? In the heavens, that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. He said, provide yourselves bags. Yourselves. Not provide yourself a bag, but provide yourselves bags. A treasure. The word treasure, circle it, put a little... Line there, say, means deposit. Provide yourselves bags, a treasure. Treasure is deposit. The literal meaning of that word is deposit. Provide yourselves bags, which waxed out a treasure or a deposit. A treasure, a deposit. Now, remember in Proverbs where he said there, search and seek it out as for hidden treasure, hidden deposits? That hidden, he said, seek ye the kingdom of God. Search for something that's hidden. Seek it out. The earth, you got to dig through the earth to get that hidden treasure. The earth is this flesh. This body was made out of that same earth. The deposit that was made in you was made in your spirit. We've got to provide ourselves bags, a deposit of God in the spirit, where no thief. Now, the, the devil could come and destroy and steal and kill in the outward man, but he cannot affect the inward man if we won't let him. There's no rust and corrosion in the spirit realm, beloved. Amen? Provide yourselves back. That's you what I'm talking about. Second, Very quickly, 2 Corinthians. Praise God. I don't know what I'm doing to you, but I'm preaching myself happy. Who oh, 4th chapter. I'll show you what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians, the 4th chapter. Verse six. Provide yourself a bag. I'm going to provide myself a bag. Provide myself bags. Provide yourself bags. Provide yourself bag. A bag. Well, you want a bag, your spirit man, to contain that glory. I'll show you right here. A treasure a deposit. For God who commanded the light, Second Corinthians four six, to shine out of darkness has shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this deposit. But we have this deposit, this treasure, in earthen vessels, earthen vessels, this body, because it's in your spirit, that the excellency and the power may be of God and not of us. We have this deposit. God has deposited the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. He has deposited the kingdom of God in our hearts. It's hidden under the veil of this flesh. It's inside of us now. And as we dig and search and find out the righteousness of God and the kingdom of God that's in us, how it works, how it operates, how we're standing in know, right standing with God, as we begin to dig in deep and the Spirit of God begins to unveil these things from our spirits to give direction to our mind, then we can begin to operate in this kingdom of God. Let me show you something here. This fellow didn't do it. Let me give you two scriptures. First Colossians, the second chapter, and we'll go back to... Well, we're going to get some time on here to do this. Colossians, the second chapter. Let me show you something here first. Then we'll see this fellow who didn't do it. Provide yourself. Yourself. You can provide yourself so that God could deposit the kingdom in you. He can deposit his kingdom inside you. The kingdom of God is not coming with observation in the outward man, but the kingdom of God is coming inside you. It's within you, Jesus said. It's inside you. In Colossians, the second chapter, remember he said, Seek and search for wisdom, as for, hid- for hidden treasures in gold and silver. Seek it out, search it with all your heart, you'll find it. Look what he says here. Jesus has been deposited inside our hearts. We have this deposit in earthen vessels. Second chapter, verse 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, that's a little bit blind, but let's go back to chapter 1. Look look at verse 26. 25. Let's start with Paul's talking about. Whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the Gentiles, What is this mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now look at verse 3 again, chapter 2, verse 3. Christ in you, the hope of glory, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Christ is in me, he's the hope of glory, and in him is hid all the treasures, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the deposits of God's wisdom and knowledge is hidden in Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus is hidden in me. And when I search and seek with all my heart and cry out after this knowledge and cry out after this wisdom and turn at the reproof of God, he says, I will pour out my Spirit upon you and he'll unveil these things to you. You'll understand righteousness, judgment, and equity, every good work, every good path will be unveiled to you and unfolded to you and you'll understand the operation of the kingdom of God with inside your heart. That's what he promised to do for us. Every born-again Christian has the wisdom of God in His inward parts. It's hidden there. All we've got to do is seek it and search it out with all our hearts. Well, another scripture. I've got one minute to give you this scripture. Hallelujah. Well, praise God, brother. Amen. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life.